friends, it's 6 o'clock, everybody. It's Monday night. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Monday, every 6 to 8 p.m. or whenever. Uh, hi, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and we are going to have a bunch of great comics tonight. Um, if you have burning comments, then we can give comments. If you don't, let's, you know, we'll just move it along. And your first comedian of the night uh, wanted to run their new opening, so put your hands together for Pam Benjamin. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited to be here tonight with you guys. This is really great. Hi, welcome. Hi, come on in. Uh, my name is Pam. We're going to strap in. We're going to learn a lot of things tonight. Yeah, we're going to learn about feminism. We're going to learn about drugs. Yeah, we're going to learn about abortions, friends. It's going to be a magical, magical journey. So I invite you all to look under your seats and take the mushroom cap underneath there and made you look. Yeah, you love drugs, I can tell. Woo! What's your favorite drug? Comedy? Comedy's not a drug. Boo! Oh my God, the endorphins. I guess when you're as old as you are, you need endorphins from anywhere. So it's like, just keep me alive. Laughing. If I'm laughing, I'm breathing and I'm still alive. That's a good drug. Oxygen, oxygen. That might be the best drug for you at this point. Any other favorite drugs out there? Alcohol is a drug. I learned that after my DUI and going to a bunch of classes. Indeed, alcohol is a drug, a legal drug. But uh, I'm a responsible drinker. Uh, that's why I decided to never have children. Yay. I love drugs. I never want to have kids. Hooray. My favorite drug's actually called midazolam. None of you love drugs enough. Midazolam is a benzodiazepine. It's a short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine. It's like a super Valium. It's like lorazepam or diazepam. Doctors actually call them the two-pam family. Give them two-pam. I love benzos! Woo! I do. I love benzos so much. I love them so much. Usually, they give you midazolam when you get an abortion. That's when you usually get that five-minute, happy, great feeling. Oh, and I only have one regret about my second abortion. So they've given me the midazolam. My feet are up in the stirrups. The doctor's looking very kind-faced between my legs, and he says, Pam, um, this is a five-minute procedure, and some people talk, and some people don't talk. And I said, has anyone ever told jokes? <laughs> For realsies, I told jokes during my second abortion. They did! Oh my God, it was a killer five. It was, woo, it was a bringer show. I left it there. Uh, but the only regret I have about my second abortion is they wouldn't let me take my phone in, so I couldn't tape the set. So was it life-changing? Were those the best jokes I've ever told? What jokes did I tell? I can't remember. Do I care? Not really. That's the only regret I have about my second abortion. Okay, cool. That's my new, like, silly little opening thing. Uh, one more thing about drugs. I can tell, I can guess how all of you smoke pot. You have a bong in your trunk. I can tell. Is this true? You have a water pipe in your back pocket. Break it out. You smell like bong water. That's good. I feel like, uh, Ezra, in the back, you, you roll the most perfect expert spliffs. Like, I feel like there's a pencil, there's like a tool that you use to make them tight. Like, tight, keep it tight. What I've been trying to do, keep it tight. Okay. 
Cool. Uh, I, or your next comedian, I know how she smokes pot. She's got a tiny pipe, and she takes little tiny bits of weed, little itty bitty bit, she puts it in, and then she smokes it. Itty bitty tiny. She's super cute and super wonderful, and she smokes a lot of pot. Put your hands together for your first comedian, everybody, Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you. I got. I got uh, some new jokes and some new jokes. And uh, do you think cavemen needed eight hours of sleep? And if they did, how did they figure that out? What was eight hours? These are the things that are keeping me up in the middle of the night. I wrote, I wrote this down at 2.13 a.m. It's fucking, fucking crazy. Don't ever say to a comedian after you've uh, after they've done a set uh, after they've done a set, did you have fun? <laughs> don't don't say that. Don't say or how do you think it went? Unless you're already knee deep in the discussion of how they th thought it went, and you're, you're already asking all these other questions. But if you just see them after a show or after they've gone up and you say, did you have fun? That's a dead giveaway that you either did not see the, sh the set or you thought it was terrible. And either one is a terrible thing, so don't do it. That's just a um, PSA. Um, have you ever noticed that the expression, has it ever happened before, comes in handy more often than not? Has it ever happened before? It's kind of like a diagnostic tool that doctors use when you tell them, uh, my eye is all red. Has it ever happened before? No. All right, that's not it. I just, that's, just came out of me in the middle of the night on Saturday. Um, somebody said to me, it's not meant to be understood. It's one of those types of experiences. That's all. I don't know. Uh, what else we have? How we talk is pretty amazing when you think about it. You get an idea, an impulse, a desire to express yourself, to say something to somebody. The words come out of your mouth. It's magic. It's like a thought goes to, to out of your mouth and then it's words. And then the great thing is that you understand what I'm saying. But the fun part is when you don't understand what I'm saying, when miscommunication has happened. You misunderstand what I'm saying, and I'm talking gibberish. And w that made me think of what was the, the first caveman who talked? How weird was that? And it was, wasn't even real communication because it wasn't, it wasn't a common language yet. It was more pointing and ugh, and like, the, okay. That's another one that came out at, at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, how about some real jokes? How about... <laughs> How about a song? Um, oh, I hate to have an existential crisis. Thank you. When I'm on stage in front of all of you, questioning life's meaning and its purpose, not finding any and letting you all down. Okay. Oh, I hate to have an existential crisis when none of my jokes and I premises work. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Oh, hey.
Lauren Kraut, everyone, has been thinking a lot about cavemen. Hooray. All right, your next comedian coming up. Put your hands together, everybody, for Spencer Devine. were tickets to this open mic one billion dollars ah we're so lucky ah, i'm so excited i'm having a baby ah, no 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 don't take me out i want to see where this goes thematically ah, ah, calm down okay we only have so much time guess what chicken butt all right vibe check complete we can get into the comedy uh, I have a good, so this is a, uh, an impression I wrote today, okay? So, uh, this is my impression of a penguin, okay? And he's doing the song, I Know What Boys Like, from the waitress. Wah, 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 and some people might be like, Spencer, that's an impression of a duck doing uh, the song, by the way. Oh, but completely different. Get out of here. The government's trying to kill us all, okay? Don't leave the tags on your mattresses. That's how they track you. Throw that out the window. If you see a ladder... Walk right under that ladder. It's their fault for putting it there. You know, if I lived with a black cat, though, I'd fucking cross that motherfucker's path all the time. That cat has enough power over my life. I don't need to give it where I go as well. And uh, people might be like, oh, the, the country's run by lizard people. You would notice if there was a lizard person, okay? Just look out, and if you see someone running from the sun to the shade and just freezing, you know? Doing a weird blinky thing. It's very obvious. If someone has their tail cut off and it regrows, lizard person. Uh, who here's a dog person, huh? And I mean a fan of dogs and not half dogs. Okay, uh... Notice how everyone who, you know, everyone who responded, great. You're judging the people who didn't respond because that's way more serious of a question now than it used to be. It used to be like, oh, do you like dogs? I like dogs. Fine. Wonderful. We can go on with our day. Now it's like, do you like dogs? Because they want to know if you're a sociopath and if they can trust you. If you don't like dogs, it's a test. If someone wants to know if you're a cat person, it's because they're worried about you, okay? If someone wants to know if you're a lizard person, it's because you move from the sun to the shade, and you freeze, and you eat insects, okay? Any of your friends that have ever told you to eat a cricket, probably a lizard person, okay? Have you ever been sitting at the table with someone, and you're like, Oh, hey, I've noticed you haven't blinked for a long time. And also, that your extra layer of skin that you left on the floor of this Sizzlers. But are you a dog person? And they say, oh, I'm not sure. And then you shoot them, because that's a much more serious question than it used to be. And you got to take it seriously. Thank you. I've been Spencer Devine. <laughs>
Take him seriously. It's better divine, everyone. Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Your next comedian, a super funny guy. Clap your hands together for Devondre Coleman. I don't think Spencer took one breath. I'm afraid. Yeah, make some noise if you have a smartphone. Cool. What's your favorite app on your phone? Twitter. You just like talking to strangers. Cool. What's your least favorite app? Blonde hair. You don't have a smartphone? You don't have, what's, what app do you think is the weirdest? You, you got all normal apps? Reddit? Yeah, that's a very Caucasian app. I, I agree with that one. Uh, yeah, I think Uber is the weirdest app. Because Uber is the only app that requires you to spend intimate alone time with randomly selected strangers. Like, how do they pitch that? Four people in a meeting like, yo, what if we could give rides to random people, but only you two knew about it? Like a trafficking app, but it's working now. I got into Uber recently, and uh, my Uber driver was playing Beautiful Girl by Sean Kingston. First of all, red flag. This is not a person you want to ask how their night's going. And it only got worse as the drive got longer because he had it on repeat. That means he was playing the song before I got in the car. He'll probably be playing it after I got out. I just stopped and wondered, like, how many times do you need to play this song before you pull over and call her? Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about racism. Any of y'all proudly Caucasian? Cool. It's okay to be Caucasian. You just can't be proud of it right now. Uh, yeah. I was on Tinder earlier. And I saw this lady, her bio was one sentence, all caps. It said, only looking for all Americans. I don't know if she's looking for somebody that's super patriotic or super athletic. But I've been thinking about racism a lot. Like, because one of the homies, he asked me this dumbass question earlier. Does it stop Asian hate? We all agree that we should stop Asian hate, correct? Cool. Colin, you were probably white and you didn't say correct, so I'm more afraid. I, uh... But I was I was talking to it's it's, it's a joke. It's cool. <laughs> I was talking to one of the homies about the Stop Asian Hate campaign and he was like, What's that for? And I was like, Asian people are being assaulted in the streets in the Bay Area. And he was like, It's just one dude doing that. Like how stupid do you have to be? Like, he thinks there's somebody who wakes up every morning and is like, It's Asian hate time. But I, I it did make me think about like how racism works. Like, do you think racism is like having a superpower? Like Cyclops, when he opens his eyes, those lasers come out. He can't help it. So, like, do Asians wake up thinking about how much they hate niggas? Or is it like being a vegan? Which, like, they probably don't think about vegetables all day. But if they hear you talking about food, they're going to bring it up. And, like, can they be accidentally tolerant? Like, if a racist is walking through the Home Depot and they bump into a nigga's cart, if they say, oh, my bad, like, is that against their rules? Cool. Um, what other jokes did I want to work on? I think that's all. Thank you for the time, Pam. Wait, will you stay up there? I have a question. I don't understand the my bad joke at the end. The racism in the my bad. Can you explain it Oh, to my me? bad is like an apology, like sorry. 
Right. But but so my bad because they bumped they like they're being tolerant, like they bumped into a black person and they said my bad. And I just need to work on it, obviously. Well, I know. I'm just curious because is it like, is it somehow in your mind like it's like some sort of reparations because they said my bad or is it not enough or is it bad that they said anything or? Yeah, I mean, like, sh- if, they... if I was racist, I would never want to apologize to the Uh-oh. minorities. Oh, so, pre- so I missed the premise that the person in Home Depot is it's exceedingly racist yeah. and they bump and they say my bad and then you're, okay, 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 now I get it. My racism might just be built different. It's fine. I'm, Yo, I'm dedicated to these causes. To, I just wanted to get it and we had time. Everybody clap your hands together for Devondre Coleman. Yay! Right. Um, I'm excited for your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson! Happy Monday, everybody. How you doing? Uh, I've been getting older. Been around a long time. I mean, I remember, like, let's see, I've outlived AIDS, monkeypox, COVID, Roe v. Wade. And I keep, I have this question, it's like, and I'm, today I'm a little troubled because, does anybody remember Leslie Jordan? Leslie, Leslie Jordan. Do we know who Leslie Jordan is? He passed away today. I'm devastated. And it really makes me think about, is there a God? Right? I'm thinking, because I think of another faggot that should die in a car crash, and that would be Lindsey Graham. Does anybody else know who Lindsey Graham is? Okay, so you know who he is. He's like, he's like this faggot who had a press conference about women's choice. Do you remember that? He brought out some mechanical people behind him. And... Thing that makes me wonder about Leslie fucking, uh, not, excuse me, about Lindsey fucking Graham, is that that man has not seen a vagina since he left one. I can tell you he's never looked back. And you know, I think about like what kind. I mean, who's going to touch this old faggot? Not me, not anyone else. And I think about this, the super hooker that he must have to hire. Now that that person has to have like nerves of steel. The most paid, the most incredible thing ever. It's like, oh my God. See, this is why it's a new joke. But I'm getting there. I'd also like to talk about, as we get older, our thirst for nostalgia. And it concerns me. Like, everything old is new again. Right? We have a reboot of everything. So, is anyone, does anyone remember Harrison Ford? Okay. Does anybody remember Star Wars? See him in that? We loved him in that, right? We loved him in Indiana Jones. And we keep bringing him back. Did anyone see him in 2049? Did anyone see the most recent one, 2049? Did you know that he broke a wrist filming that and they had to shut production down? And did you also know that when he filmed, I believe it was Star Wars, oh my God, I can't believe they made another one, that he broke, I think, a, a leg or another arm and in between the filming of those two movies, he actually crashed a plane twice? And I'm worried that we keep bringing him back and like, if we can carry Fisher that shit, if we can drag Carrie Fisher's dead ass through space with Frost, can't we just save Harrison Ford? Oh, and by the way, and this is also not a joke, unfortunately, or maybe it is, there is going to be um, an Indiana Jones 5. They're going to have to pull that whip from his dead cold hands, and he, I think he actually even said that. Does anybody know that reference, Charlton Heston? I know. So See, that's when you get older, you don't know quite what's going on okay oh gosh you know i feel so so warm and 
in honor of my beloved Leslie Jordan, I'd like to sing a song for a musical that I never wrote called Little Orphan Fanny. Here's to you, Leslie. Rest. Your son will come out tomorrow. That'll be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. Be gay and he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin. He'll grin and say, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom. Tomorrow, it's only a gay away. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady. I mean, are you going to dress up as little orphan Fanny for Halloween with a little red wig and a little thing and sing your song on every street corner? I think you should. Maybe. I I can help you find a wig. I'm sure you don't have any trouble actually finding a wig, sweet baby. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Ezra Lux. Woo! I'll get delirious to hold my hand. Hey, guys. Um... My uh, my neighbor Ricky, he's great. Uh, he was telling me about how he met his uh, current girlfriend. He said, uh, "Yeah, she's awesome. I met her on this website, BlackPeopleMeet.com." And he's old, just like in case you know. And I was thinking, like, I'm sure that website's great, but the name is like really bad because I keep thinking of a website for like racist cannibals. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> Why did I write that? Fuck. Um, <laughs> that's the, I like the delayed, like, yeah, that was all right. Um, I, uh, I just graduated from college, which, uh, I know is not real. Yeah. Woo. Um, I know college is not real, uh, at least like liberal arts college because my college did not have grades. They did, uh, this thing called narrative evaluations, which if you don't know what that is, it's like, you don't get an A through F. They just like kind of write a paragraph about how you improved and I was thinking, like, that's clearly not a thing that would work in real life because if you went to, like, a restaurant and you looked in the window for that familiar C- minus on the wall <laughs> and you didn't see it and it was just this giant paragraph of, like, well, so at the beginning of the year, four people died of food poisoning, but recently things have really improved. <laughs> that would not work. <laughs> or, like, you're at the DMV, you're like... Well, at the beginning of your driving exam, you ran someone over, but you didn't at the end, so I say that that's improvement. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm a big fan of the video game Street Fighter 2, but it is, uh, I think, not very realistic to all the street fights that I've witnessed. Um, if that game was more realistic, it would be like, press A to say, you want to go outside, and then press B to retreat from the situation. <laughs> And then, like, every round would just end with the police showing up and you trying to blame, like, M. Bison for starting it. <laughs> um, the only thing that is realistic, though, is, like, there's that character in that game, Zangief, who really is accurately, like, that's all the guys that are really good at fighting do look like that guy. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I have very low self-esteem. Um, yeah, woo. Um... <laughs> I'm going to tell you why this is good. Um, I was waiting in line yesterday at Walgreens, and this guy was trying to return an opened box of Magnum condoms. <laughs> so, you know, it's good to have low self-esteem in that case. 
He was like going up to the uh, cashier and was like very adamant. He was like, these are wrong. That was what he kept saying, which is true technically. I guess he was wrong. They're for the wrong sized penis for him. <laughs> but he was demanding that they let him get his money back for this like open box of condoms, which had like, you know, five left or whatever. And I was like, I aspire to be that cheap. <laughs> I am. Um, I am um, a big fan of the show uh, Hoarders and its related show Cribs. Um, these are really the same show. Hoarders is just the show Cribs. You just have to change your perspective because it is Cribs for rats. Um, I think every episode of of Hoarders, there's always like this palatial box of like old newspapers just infested with rats. And you just gotta zoom in. That's like Rat Fifty Cent with his like awesome friends hanging out in his rat mansion. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's weird though, cause it's like you know that's that's the real class difference. Is if you're like hoarding dumb rich people shit, it's not hoarders anymore. It's like awesome. It's cribs. Um, although I did realize one thing from hoarders is that like you can have an amount of beanie babies that will get the government to declare you clinically insane. <laughs> Which, that's cool. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Yay, Ezra! Ezra, please watch the, the amazing animated feature, The Rats of Nim. Please watch that. I know it's way before your time, but it will, it will, it will help your rat hoarding because they build a whole society out of leftover stuff from humans. It's a movie from the late 70s, early 80s by Don Bluth. It's called The Rats of Nim. It's based off Miss Frisbee and The Rats of Nim. No one knows how to read anymore. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Jared Senna! What's up, people? How are we doing? Good, good, great, great. I'm in a bad mood. Uh, thank you. Thanks for caring about me. Um, I tried to buy condoms today. They were the wrong size. A little too big, some may say unrealistic. I tried to uh, get my refund. They said, no, just pick your own size next time. So I threw it at him. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Not having a good day. But on the bright side, I am doing good overall. I actually uh, just quit my day job. Thank you. You hate work. <laughs> oh, really? What do you do? You're a teacher? Wait, so you like, you make the books and stuff. Oh, okay. Just trying to guess. Anyways. So like I was saying, I quit my day job. Uh, it was, it was cool. I was a barista in downtown San Francisco. It was fun. It's just... I dealt with a fuck ton of crackheads every day. Um, um, I used to deal with them a lot. Um, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're nice people, they're misunderstood. It's just, it gets a little tiring trying to remind people several times a week that a coffee shop is not the place to be jerking off. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Education Researcher. He writes the McGraw-Hill books, everybody. <laughs> this is her. This is her. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I've been trying to get that one to work, but I guess not. You guys ever, like, walk around downtown SF high as fuck? Feels like a video game, especially when you encounter crackheads. Feel like you're dealing with NPCs. You know? I don't have a punchline for that. That's just a funny observation I had. Sorry, Spencer. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's good. Okay, I may look like a big loser now, but... You guys won't believe it, but I was popular in high school at one point. Thank you. Thank you, Kavita. Um... Yeah, uh, I was known by everybody. Uh, back then, I was known as that one kid that got hit by a car. Uh, yeah, uh, I was on my way to smoke weed with my friend at a local park. And I got hit as I was skateboarding across the street. You know, it's funny. My grandma always told me that smoking weed would put me in the hospital. I didn't think she meant it would involve a fucking Kia. Uh, you know, um, it was really hard to walk because I was in a full body cast and in a wheelchair. But it was really easy for me to find a homecoming date. I just went up to the hottest girl I knew and just guilt tripped the shit out of her. At first it didn't work, but then uh, eventually she gave in when I told her that I dropped the charges I filed for hitting me in the first place. Alright, that, that was a lukewarm performance. Give it up for me like I just killed everybody. Yeah! yeah! Give it up for Pam! Yay! Stay up there for a second. I have two tags for you. Wait, wait, wait. Stay up there. I have two tags for you. I have two tags for you. One, here's one tag. So you say, you say that they shouldn't jack off. It's not the place to be jacking off. You have the opportunity to say where they should jack off. So you can choose, like, in that rich guy's car over there, or you can do crowd work. You can say, hey, where do you think they should jack off? But after you say, I have to tell them that a coffee shop isn't the place to be jacking off, you should be doing it in my mom's house or whatever. I mean, there's a tag. <laughs> yeah, there's, exactly, right? There's a, so think of that. Think of something after that. Tell them where they should jack off. That's the ending to that joke, right? Or what's a, And then here's the other one. This is, just a, this is just a gift. You get hit by the car. Um, just throw blunt force trauma in there because it has to deal with weed and you're getting hit. Oh, that's clever. Blunt force trauma. Uh, like ha, you ha. got... Because you were going to cross the street to go smoke weed. You got hit by the car and then that was blunt force trauma. I think there's a tag there. There's a... That's brilliant, in the middle. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, everybody clap your hands together for Jared Senna. Hey. Moving right along. Okay. Your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Yay! Pretty stressed out. I have to go do comedy at a strip club after this. I don't think this is the proper dress code. <laughs> okay, um, so, so I'm really bad at making small talk at parties. Like, I really want to you know, connect with people, but I think I don't know how to ease into it. Like I went to a party and I asked someone if they were going home for the holidays and they were like, no, I always stay here. And I was like, oh, you must have a lot of childhood trauma. Do you want to discuss it? <laughs> or like I went up to another person and they were telling about their childhood and they were telling about how they moved around a lot. And I was like, oh, do you have a lot of commitment issues now as an adult? 
I, I think I'm also too honest, you know, like I think I'm way too honest when people ask me how I'm doing. I'll just say something like, oh, I want to throw myself out a window today. And they're like, oh, no. And I'm like, it's okay. I live on the first floor. <laughs> it's fine. My favorite drug is Molly. Uh, Molly is my absolute favorite drug uh, for other people. I've personally never tried it. But people just get so nice when they're on Molly, you know? I get so many compliments that may or may not be true. <laughs> but when I'm having a bad week or when I'm, like, when my self-esteem is really low, I just text all my friends and I'm just like, who wants to do Molly? I want to watch. <laughs> I want compliments. <laughs> Someone was like, why don't you just do it, you know? Like, you'll be so much happier. And I was like, but I'm so happy when someone else is nice to me. Um, okay, I wrote some jokes last night at, like, 1 a.m., so we'll see how they go. Uh, I, have a, I have a boxing bag at home, so I started boxing for self-defense, uh, which means that if I got into a fight with someone, I would definitely win if they didn't move at all. Bonus if they're shaped like a boxing bag. Uh, I, I I like it when men buy me flowers. Like, I'm not really typically into romantic gestures, but there's just something I love about a man buying flowers. Like, it just says that they have so much disposable income that they can buy me something with no functional purpose, and it's going to die in, like, two days. You know, I think that's pretty beautiful. Uh, I don't I don't drink a lot because I think I make enough dumb decisions sober, you know, and, and like when men offer to buy me a drink, it's not that I want to reject them necessarily, but I just don't want to drink. Like I wish I could trade drinks for other stuff, you know, like a coupon. Like if they're like, can I buy you a drink? I'll be like, no, but how about fries instead? <laughs> We're not sharing. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love dirty talk. Like if, like I was once with a guy and he was like, "You're a little slut," and I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> I was like, "Do I look like I get laid often?" That's very nice of you to say. And he was like, you're ruining the moment. And I was like, but my self-esteem just really skyrocketed. So that's nice. So he was like, I just want to humiliate you. And I was like, I stand on stage and talk to complete strangers. You can't. You can't humiliate me. It's not possible. Um, okay, I think that's all for me. Thank you. Keep your hands clapping for Denise Lee, everyone. Yay. It's a really fun show at the Condor. It really is fun. It's a cordless mic, so just talk to the people. They all want to laugh. They all want to laugh. Last week, I took I, I took my I took my top off last week, but I killed. Before, I mean, I only took I only I only showed my tits for like two minutes. But out of ten, you don't have to show your tits. I'm just saying I did because I it was fun. But but it were it but if the guy you'll do great as long as you talk to them and like make and you can make eye contact with them. They want they want it. I'm telling you. They're in a strip club. They want it. They, you, really, you'll be fine. You don't have to take. I only took my top off because it's the only appropriate place where I can take my top off. Your, I'm sorry. I always wanted to be a stripper. Now I'm 48. Uh, your, talk to, it's Mike Evans Jr. Talk to him. It's a great show. It's really fun. It's a hella funny show. It was stacked last week. It was really fun. 
Put your hand stacked, not just stacked with boo. It was like, it was, you know, full of people. Fuck you guys. You're gross. I have no boobs. Your next comedian. Uh, hey, he's he's been coming back and forth, and he's great. He's um, welcome to the group, everybody. Uh, Mark Paladic Chicken in Bip Paladic, something like that. I can't pronounce your last name. I'm sorry. Pal Chick, like the friend of a small chicken. Thank you, Pam. I'm 72. Hey, but unlike you guys, I'm not old. I got plenty of energy. I walk my dog every day, twice a day for two hours. Should only be an hour and a half, but you know that dog stops every 10 minutes so I can pee? Ever since I started working remotely, I rarely know what day it is. Do you guys have that problem? Uh, last Monday, I got up, I got dressed for church, and then I remember, that's stupid. I don't go to church on Monday morning. I'm Jewish. I don't go to church at all. Yesterday, I was at the Fairmont Hotel downtown with my friend Zach. I looked out the window, and there's a homeless guy in a tent making a cappuccino. In a tent, the cappuccino maker. I mean, how much more bay bougie could you possibly be? My friend Zach says, wait, that's Mr. Kent. He's my son's English teacher. That's the best house he can, he can afford. Nah, that's not true. It's his parents' tent. Right when, when I first asked out the woman that came, my wife, she turned me down. On a movie called A Man and a Woman. So two months later, I called her again because I'm not a quitter, and she said yes. So I decided to really impress her and take her to a sequel, A Man and a Wife. When we walked into the State Theater, we were the only couple there. The other patrons were three men in trench coats with newspapers on their laps. Not a sequel, a porno. Several years later, and by the way, great first date. So, several years later, my oldest sons were six and eight. They loved Flash Gordon. So I decided to get them the sequel, Flash Gordon. Yeah, not a sequel, a porno. But look, it all worked out great. My wife and I have been together for more than 50 years. All three of my sons are married, except I'm not allowed to ever pick out a movie. But I wonder, do you think my granddaughter would like Bambi 2 Behind the Bleachers? I think it's a sequel. I live in Washington, D.C., and I love it. Except, you know, it's getting way too expensive. You wouldn't believe what it costs these days to buy a politician. And they're not worth it. Both D.C. and Georgia have politicians that tweeted, the Jews control the weather. Oh, come on. We haven't been able to control the weather since we left Egypt the first time. And let me tell you a little secret. If we really had that superpower, we'd just keep Manhattan a toasty 78 degrees. I hate the fact that just because I'm over 70, you all think that I'm old. That on the BART, pregnant women give me their seats. And then my only pickup line is help. I've fallen and I can't get up. Because you see, old age is an attitude, not a number. Well, unless you've been pushed out of your job because of your age like me, then it's a slow tumble. You lose your job, you lose all sense of purpose. Before you know it, you are sitting in death's waiting room. 
Walnut Creek. I'm Mark Palchik. Thank you very much. Mark Palchik. Did you come all the way in from Walnut Creek in your Tesla? Look at you. Oh, that's so sweet. No, that's great. I just took the BART from Walnut Creek today because my rich friend took me on vacation this weekend. So yay for Walnut Creek people. And old, yay, rich old dudes. Yay. Um, thanks for uh, doing the thing and staying alive, bro. 72. That's great. My mom is older than that. She didn't look good. Uh, you look great. Your next comedian, clap your hands together. He looks great. And he drives a really cool motorcycle now. Uh, put your hands together for Colin Braun. Yay. Um, I don't want to sound pretentious, but that's just how I was raised. Uh, I got some mail for a previous tenant, and I wrote Return to Sender on it. And that made me think of that song by Elvis, Return to Sender. You guys, you guys know this song? Well, if you're not familiar with the song, it's a very sweet song about a very sweet man who can't take a very clear hint. Does anyone here have a fantasy football team? Sorry, um, I mean, does anyone else here have a football team fantasy? We all registered to vote. I hope everyone votes. Like any, like any other self-respecting gay man, I am emphatically voting yes on D. And I'm voting no on E because I have work in the morning. People will uh, tell me lies. They'll tell me sweet little lies. Your table will be ready in five minutes. You look great today, or you had a great set. Someone asked me, I was drinking wine recently because I'm uh, better than you, and um, someone asked me if I prefer reds or whites, and obviously I prefer reds. Only Republicans prefer whites. All right, that was dumb. I'm not going to do that one again. I apologize. I work in construction. I've been focused on my work. Um, we're doing all this work with structural steel, so I apologize if I'm a bit rusty. Um, why did the iron worker blush? Because his foreman made him erect. What's the best part about hooking up with foreman? There are four of them. If you're looking to get properly nailed, though, I recommend a union carpenter. Guys, we have to be honest with ourselves. We have a messed up country, a fucked up system. A white man in my neighborhood killed eight homeless people. And our system is so broken that I still walk free. All right, I've, I've gotten some flack because apparently I've written a lot of jokes recently about killing homeless people. But I've also written a lot of jokes about killing myself, and I'm still here, terrorizing the neighborhood with my screams in the night. I recently got divorced, and uh, you know, a good relationship is like a sleeping bag. It's familiar, keeps you warm, even when you're distant places. Uh, but a bad relationship is like a homeless man's sleeping bag. You know there's shit in there, but until you've been in one, you have no idea. 
and there's nothing to do but drink and masturbate. Thank you. Um, lastly, I went to uh, North Carolina recently. I went to a bar that had a lot of, um, like, growlers and things. A growler, you know, it's one of those big bottles that you can get um, that has, you know, a lot of, um, where the fuck is that? God damn it that I made. And, uh, you know, you get, like, a 64-ounce big, big old bottle of uh, the, um, the draft beer of your choosing. They also have crowlers, which is a growler, but it's a can. It's 32 ounces, uh, but in a can of the, of the draft beer of your choosing. And um, I have an idea for um, a howler. It's, it's a 64-ounce bottle of the draft beer of your choosing, and when you open it up, it goes, ah! Um, and then there's, then there's the brawler, which is, um, it's, a, it's, it's a growler, but it's in a, it's in a plastic shopping bag. Uh, then there's the Towler, which is 64 ounces of the draft beer of your choosing uh, absorbed into a 36 by 48 beach towel that you wring out over a set of glasses as a party trick. And then there's the Fowler, which is a turkey hollowed out and filled with 86 ounces of the draft beer of your choosing. <laughs> and then there's the uh, Prowler, which is a guy in a trench coat, and he will occasionally just pull out a can from one of the pockets and throw it at you, and it will be 12 ounces of the draft beer of your choosing. And then there's the Valor, which is a Marine Corps veteran um, in a trench coat. Same guy as the Prowler. Uh, his name is Keith. He works in the kitchen. Uh, then there's the Trowler, which is a small garden shovel, which is filled with eight ounces of the uh, draft beer of your choosing. Then there's the Flowler, which is a dozen roses, um, cut at the stem in a vase with 28 ounces of the beer of your choosing. The roses will not last long. Um, and then there's the Colin Powler, which it's supposed to contain alcohol, but actually it turns out there was never any alcohol in there and a million Iraqis are dead. Um, and then there's the, the White Powler, which is a regular growler, but it has this cute little pointy white hat on. And lastly, um, there's the... Nowler, which is a growler, but it doesn't come with a lid, and you need to finish it before you leave. I hope you didn't drive. My name is Colin Braun. Thank you very much. Hey, Colin Braun, everyone. That was lovely. I actually had to... It's okay. I wiped tears off my face. That was beautiful. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Kelly Evans! Hello, Mutiny Radio. How's it going? Uh, I am from Texas. Is anyone else here? <laughs> unvaccinated? Nice. We got unvaxxed in the house. You know, I find a lot of people, uh, I got vaccinated, I think like all of you, because uh, I live in San Francisco, and I want you to like me. You know, I want to hang out at your party. Please, just invite me. That's what we were doing. I did zero research, all right? Make some noise if you did research. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Zero people. Yeah, I uh, I was first in line. I told them I was 65. I had zero kidneys. Put it in me. Fuck it, you know? Because I hadn't seen people in a fucking a year, all right? I needed to see people. There, I understand why people feel the need not to get vaccine, because they were seeing people all the time, you know? Except for their grandparents, because they died. They died, because they killed them. Um, all right, that's fun. Somebody's got a snack here. Um uh, all right, uh, I've been thinking about this a lot, lady, because uh, you know they've been people been talking about like corporate jobs, saying that we're all family, and I think that makes a lot of sense because I hate my family, I do. So every minute when I'm with them, I'm like, I sh I want to leave or poop or as much as long as possible. Anyway, uh, 
I mean, it's just like I, I've been thinking like about that, and then you know the idea that like uh, people say mom is the hardest job in the world, and I just don't think it's really a job. You know, if I had to work a job where my success was contingent upon me loving people, I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm gonna fail this job. I'm gonna, I'm horrible at my job. You know what I do when I go to a job? I steal from that job. I sleep with my coworkers. You can't do that as a parent. You know, I'm just saying, don't fuck your kids. Is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, um, I'm just saying there's only one way out of parenthood, all right? Death, that's it. You or them, you choose. You pick one. Um, <laughs> oh, here's something. Uh, I, I My uh, uncle didn't want to get vaccinated, and uh, he now he blames every every possible ill in the world on somebody getting vaccinated. The other day, we were, he's like, Detroit Lions, they had to carry a guy off the field. He was vaccinated. I was like... <laughs> it's like, it's like he got his head smashed in by a linebacker. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the vaccine, but I could be wrong. <laughs> he was like, "Man, you, you, our cousin, your cousin. He got vaccinated, and then he lost his job. He's been sick all the time. He lost all this weight." I'm like, "He's on meth. What the fuck are you talking about? None of these are vaccine problems." He just repeats everything is the vaccine. He brings it up constantly. It's so fucking annoying. I had other family members who hesitated, but they at least got vaccinated. One guy, because The Rock did. But I feel like, I mean, I guess I get that. The Rock knows a lot about injections, you know? Um, yeah, vaccines, HGH, steroids, mostly. Uh, what'd you say? No, no, no. He's clearly on steroids. Holy shit. Has anybody looked at The Rock recently? He's... 55 years old and 275 pounds of lean muscle mass. That is, I can't do that now, all right? Okay, well, not that we have the same genetics, but still, you get it. It's not because he's, um, God, I forgot the island. Anyway, uh, what else was going to say? Oh, this is the other thing. You know, I'm curious uh, if, how many of you would have got vaccinated as soon as possible if uh, Trump had the vaccine? Was that? Make some noise. Yeah, that, thank you. Yeah, a couple of people. Most of us probably wouldn't, right? We'd be like, it'd be named the trunk vaccine. You'd have to get it injected in your pussy. That'd be the way to do it. Um, all right, that was a strong way to end. <laughs> thank you very much. Kelly Evans, everyone. Huzzah. All right, we have seven comedians left, and we're moving along. Your next comedian. I finally know who she is. Yay, put your hands together for Candy B. Steele. Woo! Hi. Hey. I, this is my first time. My fifth time. Um, so this is, I, this is, I, this is, I, Joke, I, just joke workshop, but only the first people get the workshop. But if you have notes for me, just know this is really workshopping up here, okay? So take those notes, give them to me. I'm not afraid of you. You don't need to be afraid. I was on my way. This is not the joke we're workshopping, just so you know. I was just, I need to tell you this. I was trying to park, and <sighs> there was poop, human, clearly human poop, in the only parking spot that I could find. And I had to do this, like, calculation that was like, is it worth it to get human poop on the tires of my husband's Subaru? It's probably like, like, the, like it's already, the tires of the Subaru are already pretty gross. But I just think it's fucked up that I have to do that calculation. And then I'm sitting here and listening to all of the homeless, every single one of us has told a homeless joke so far. And I just want to mention, <laughs> I mean, 
Thank you. Yeah, clap for yourself. You told homeless jokes. The scary one. That was the guy who told the scary homeless jokes, just so you guys know. Um, the But, like, this is a solvable problem. We don't have to poop on streets. We uh, So this is just a PSA. That's all. This is not a joke. We don't have to poop on streets. This is a solvable. We don't have to have homeless people. It's a thing we fucking chose. Okay. Um, so you might be able to tell I've been suffering from mania lately. Um, and I, and the way I know, one of the ways I, I, I've been, it's really been kind of an adventure to figure out like, when am I manic and when am I not manic? It feels like maybe all the time I'm manic. And, um, one of the ways I know when I'm manic is when I'm watching porn, I'm like, holy shit, this is a good script. These actors are fucking talented. And there's like social commentary. There was like a threesome happening and it was a white couple and then a, a woman of color was like, I don't know, their nanny or something employed by them. And there was something that was, I don't know. I was definitely manic, right? Cause that, ha, has porn gotten better? Do I need to know about this? Uh, Cause I used to be a playwright and I didn't know that was like a path I could pursue. It's not too late though. Okay, here's another porn related commentary. Um, my boyfriend, husband, shit, I hope he's not listening. My husband informed me that um, TikTok is now going to have like a, a porn section. And I am stoked. That, I mean, right? This is great news. This is technology giving us what we need. So if we can solve all our porn needs, we've got to be able to solve this shit on the street problem. I mean, let's talk to the TikTok people. Okay, these are the actual jokes. Yeah, I'm, I, now I'm down, I'm down to the jokes that I wanted to tell. Those were just things I wrote down while you guys were talking. <laughs> oh, oh wait, there's one I forgot. Really good. Um, poop on street, so many homeless jokes. The SF comedy scene is clearly traumatized because <laughs> all we can tell are, com oh, I'm not even going to get to my jokes, Pam. That's okay. That's okay. Um, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Get to the joke. The, um, oh, but I just wanted to say, like, the reason that must be why you all repeat all your jokes every time you come up here. It's because you're so traumatized by the homelessness of San Francisco. That didn't kill. The, San the comics don't like that. Um, okay, here's the joke I'm trying to tell, which is something about... I'm never going to get this joke. There's two of them. One of them, it's Both of them are about like white people coming to America and then indigenous people. And the first joke goes... Uh, the first joke goes like... They're translating shit and they're like look this is a pumpkin and they're like oh yeah we call that pumpkin but you know in a different language and they're like oh look this is a shoe and they're like oh yeah we call that shoe and then they're doing they're like okay and this is religion and i don't know what they do but they're like 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 they're doing something like that and then the native american people are like oh yeah religion we have sun we have trees and they're like you don't get it you <laughs> you guys you guys don't get it we'll teach you that's such a shitty way to interact with people you just met. You're like, nah, I'm sorry, you don't understand what we're talking about. Okay, that's, so that's the one joke. And then the second joke, which is supposed to be connected, is that the Native Americans um, are actually didn't get like pushed off their land. They were like tired of the white people, and they just left. They were like, oh, God, these white people have this fucking scarcity mindset, and they're hoarding everything, even though we live in this place where there is way more than we need. So fine, we'll just leave them because they keep taking our shit. And then the white people want to take that land too. And they're like, okay, fine. And they, they gave us gold. And they're like, okay, the gold, sure, it's nice. And then they come back and they're like, actually, we want that land that you're on <laughs> again. And they're like, there's only like 
1,500 of you, just like, pull the fuck down. And they're like, and this time they give them green paper. <laughs> and they're like, you actually made this up. This is green paper. Sorry, Pam, thank you. You got to just gotta yell at me okay thank you bye hey i didn't want to yell you candy be still yay i also learned a lot this week about the washoe tribe we'll have a good conversation about it it'll be fun they tried to help this the donner party and the donner party shot at them they were trying the washoe tribe was trying to give them a dead deer and they were like trying to help them because they knew they were starving and then the dumb white people shot at them <laughs> anyway, the Donner Party didn't have to eat each other. They could have just listened to the fucking Indians. I mean, Native Americans. God, I'm so racist. Yeah, it just, it's just ingrained in everything. Your next comedian, everybody put your hands together for Sam West. Yay! What's up, everybody? The social awkwardness of getting up too early to come to the stage is way worse than potentially bombing. Holy shit, I'm glad to be here. I was inside doing chores all goddamn day. All day. I know I have a drug problem because I can't do basic household chores anymore. Like today I was trying to vacuum and I fucked it up. Headphones were so loud, didn't hear the vacuum was off the whole time. Like fuck, man. I just gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. My dad and I are really close. Him and I, single father, real good father-son bond. He was always there for me. I remember one time I woke up and caught the monster under my bed masturbating. I did what any terrified child would do, called out for my dad. Dad, dad. He came so fast. (laughs) I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you know? Like, I want the strings attached. Why only fuck puppets? I had to break it off with Pinocchio last week because he kept saying kinky shit during sex. He kept saying, I'm a real boy. (laughs) My girlfriend and I wanted to get a dog, but we didn't think we were ready, so we adopted a highway. (laughs) We had to put it down. It was horrible. Got run over by a car. (laughs) I'm down with progressivism, but I can't keep up with the acronyms, you know? Like, I was on on board with LGBTQ, all right? POTUS, losing me a little bit. We used to just say the President of the United States, you know? 